learning Daf Yud Alf Mid Beis. We're picking up at the bottom of Daf Yud Alf Mid Alf. Tanan Asam. So the Mishnah says in Eruvin, Lo Yamid Adam Bereshis Yachid Viyishta Bereshis Rabim, or Bereshis Rabim Viyishta Bereshis Yachid. A person shouldn't stand in Bereshis Yachid and stick his head over and take a drink in the Bereshis Rabim. Or the reverse, he shouldn't stand in Rishus Rabbim and stick his head over into the Rishus Yachid and take a drink. Why? We're afraid that when he's holding the water in his hand, he'll bring it to him, to the Rishus where he's standing. So that means he did Hotzah from one Rishus until the other. So it's like, But if he sticks his head and most of his body into the Rishus where he's taking the drink, so then it's Mutter. If most of his body is in that Rishus, so then we're not Geyser that he's going to bring it back to where he's standing. And the, the Mishnah concludes, also in a gut. Now it's unclear what these words mean, and that's going to be what the Sugya is talking about. So they had a Shaila in the base matters, Karmelismai. What's it in a Karmelis? Meaning you're standing in Rosh Yachid or Rosh Hashanah. Can you stick your head into a Karmelis and take a drink? Or does it need to be Rosh Hashanah? Because otherwise we're geyser, that you're going to bring it back. And that's Nisad Rabbana. So Am Rabbi, he he, so Rabbi said it's the same thing. Just like we're guys there from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, and we're also guys there from Karmelis. Rav Amar Rav says no. He gufagzera that itself to carry from a Karmelis to Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah itself is gzera. Meaning with the rice it's mutter. It's only a gzera the Rabbanan not to do that. Atu Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. So since it itself is only a gzera the Rabbanan vanan nekum vinigzar gzera the gzera. Are we going to get up and make a gzera for the gzera? We don't need to be guys there not to stick your head into the Karmelis and take a drink, because you might bring it back into the Rishas where you are, because even if you do that, that's only in Isid Rabbanan because of Xerah that you might do that in Rishas Rabban. So we don't make Xerahs Xerahs. Now, Amra Minah how do I know this? Meaning, how do I know that we are Gezer, even in a Karmelis, because it said in the mission at the end, also a Gat. What does it mean, V'chein Begat? So Abayi assumes it means exactly the same thing. The same way you can't stand in Rishas Rabbim and stick your head into Rishas Yachid, or you can't stand in Rishas Yachid and stick your head into Rishas Rabbim, you also can't stand in any Rishas and stick your head into a Gat. So what's a Gat? A Gat is the, is the place where you'd squeeze out the grapes. You'd squeeze the grapes into the Gat, and from the Gat there's a little hole that would flow down, and where they flowed into, that was the end Result, meaning that was where you had the wine. So what does it mean, v'chein begat? So it means you also shouldn't stick your head over into the gat where the wine is before it goes down the hole and take a drink over there. Now, what do you mean? This gat, my gat, what kind of a gat is this? If the gat is Yachid, let's say the walls of the gat are ten t'vachim tal, so it's Rishos Yachid. So that's the, that the Mishnah already said in the beginning. Don't stick your head from Rishos Rabbim into Rishos Yachid. And Rishos Rabbim, if the gat is Rishos Rabbim, because Rashi, if the walls are less than three t'vachim, the whole thing is very close to the ground. So then we say it's like an extension of the ground, and it's considered Rishas Rabbim, so Tanina. So that also the Mishnah said in the beginning, not to stick your head into Rishas Rabbim. El Alav, Karmelis. So it must be that the God is a Karmelis. Meaning it's got walls, they're higher than three t'vachim, but they're less than ten t'vachim, so then it's considered to be a Karmelis. Uh, and it says that you're also not allowed to do that. So Abayi says, there I see... That we're geyser even on the karmelis. Rav Am Rav says no, we're not geyser on the karmelis. And when it says v'chein begat, it's not talking about Shabbos. It's Linyan meiser. It's talking about a shailin hilchas meisrus. V'chein Am Rav Sheishes also Sheishes said that v'chein begat is talking Linyan meiser. Now what does it have to do with meiser? So we said that the gat is the part is the is the vat where you would squeeze into there the grapes, and from there the grapes would flow down 
and they would be collected somewhere else. Now, at the bottom where they're collected, that's called the Gemar Malacha. That's where the wine is uh, considered to be wine, and it starts to ferment and whatever. So there, the Malacha is done. That's when really you're high even Shumas and Maishas, when it hits the area down there. But in the Gat, that's before the Gemar Malacha. So in Hilchas Shumas and Maishas, you're not high from Mimafresh Shumas and Maishas until the Gemar Malacha. So therefore, the halacha is, before Gemara Malacha, you're allowed to eat and drink without being mafresh, trumas, and righteous. However, there's a halacha that when you're eating bekevils, when you're setting yourself, uh, you can cover yourself to eat, so then it's asr to eat without being mafresh, trumas, and righteous. So, what's the Mishnah saying? Bechein begat, that you're allowed to drink from the gat, if you're standing in the gat, literally, and you're taking a drink, so that's called... Uh, it's it's not yet the Gemara Malacha, and you're allowed to drink there. So that's what it's saying. V'chein begat, you can drink at the time. It says in the Mishnah, Shaisin al-Gat, you're allowed to drink when you're standing over the Gat. Bein al-Achamin, bein al Whether you're mixing the wine, in the olden days they would mix the wine, it's called Meziga. They would mix it with water, dilute it, because it was very strong. So whether you're diluting it with warm water, bein al whether you're diluting it with cold water, it doesn't matter. V'patun, you're patun from Mingmafresh, Chumas and Maishas. Since you're standing in the gut, and there it's not yet been the Gemara Molacha, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Tzadik, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Tzadik says, no, you're Chayiv to be Mafresh, to and Maestris, because Rashi explains, since you're diluting the wine, once you mix it, that's called Kavios. That's called being Kavir yourself when you mix it with water, and then you're being, then you're Mukhiv already to be Mafresh, to and Maestris. It depends. When you want to mix it with warm water, so then you're Chayiv. Rashi explains, because well, we'll see in a minute. Because you're not going to put back the wine into the vat after you um, mix it with water, and the water is warm. So if you spill it back inside with the rest of the wine, it's going to ruin it, the warm water. So then you're chayev to be mafresh. That's considered a kviyos. I'll tell you, if you mix it with cold water, so then you won't be, uh, you won't uh, have a problem pouring it back into the gut, and therefore your pot that's not considered a kviyos. Like we explained, because when it's cold water, you will spill back. In the, there, the uh, the extra wine. So that's what it depends on. So now, according to uh, this Territ, when the Mishnah says, V'chein begat, it means also by a gat. The halacha that says you're allowed to drink over the gat, whichever she's the with, whether you're allowed to drink over the gat without diluting it altogether, or whether you dilute it with hot or cold, or only when you dilute it with cold, whatever the shita is, but that halacha is only when you're completely on top of the gat, or at least rosh over rubo, over the gut. If you're just sticking your head over, but your body is outside the gut, so then it'll be awesome. Just like on Shabbos, it's also to stick your head into a different Rishos and drink. Okay, tonight, Salagomer asks a kasha from our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, A tailor shouldn't go out carrying his needle before it gets dark on Friday. Let's not forget. And uh, then it'll come to do Hitzah on his uh, needle on Shabbos. Now, are we not talking about a case where the needle is stuck into his begot? Apparently, that was a normal way to carry it, even though it's not a normal way, meaning the tailor might do that, but that's not the normal way to do it. So, therefore, the halacha would be that even if you would carry it that way, he would only be chayiv midrabana. And therefore, the mission is saying, don't go out with the needle stuck into your begot because you might forget and carry it on Shabbos. That means we're geyser, that you might come to do nisadrabanan. Ah, so for geyser, you might do nisadrabanan. So then we should also be geyser not to take a drink from the Carmelite. So that's going to be a support for Rabbi. So the Gemara says, Look, the knock the You know, the Mishnah means don't go out with the needle when you're holding it in your hands. When it's stuck in your baghead, that would only be nisadrabanan. That would be mutter, like Rafa. 
So where it says, Namel Tashma come, there's a bracer that says, Lo yetziachayit b'machatoy ha'techufa b'bigdoy. Atila shouldn't go out with the needle stuck in his baggage. Meforesh. He's not let to go out with it stuck in his baggage. Now in this bracer, it doesn't say when. My love bear Shabbos. Is it not talking on air of Shabbos also? Meaning, don't even go on air of Shabbos because of this Gezerah. So then you see we make Gezerah for Drabban. And low. Kitan Yahi B'Shabbos. When's that Brisa talking? On Shabbos. On Shabbos, you know how to go out with it stuck into your baggage. That's Gezerah. But on air of Shabbos, maybe that will be Mutter, like Gravis said. But there's another price. says, So Gemara says, it's not a raya to Abaye, because Hamani, who's the Tana? Whose words are these? Rabbi Yehuda. This is Rabbi Yehuda Shita. What is Rabbi Yehuda Shita? Damar, he says, If you don't say when an Omen, in this case we're talking about a tailor, right? An Omen means a professional. We're talking about a tailor carrying the needle. If it's the way that somebody of his profession does it, so he's chayef. So we'll see that it's not mamish the derech of an uman to do this. That's not the way an uman carries his things. But sometimes he does that. Rashi says he would do it to show off that he was an uman. He wants people to come and hire him. So that was the way he would advertise that he knows how to do this. He would say by uh, putting the needle into the idea of his bagot that I am a tailor. If you want my services, come and hire me. So since it's a derech, have an omen to do that sometimes. So then, according to Rabbi Yudah, the time like it says in the Brisa, Lo yetsi achayit b'machat le'atuchuv le'bebigdei a tailor shouldn't go out with a needle stuck into his bag like he sometimes does. V'loy nagar v'kesem shabazna. Also, a carpenter shouldn't go with the case of it's like a stick. Rashi said it was a straight stick. He would use it to measure straight lines to cut the wood straight. V'loy sayrek v'meshicha shabazna. Not a sayrek. A sayrek was somebody who would comb and pull out the material after they wove it. That it should be uh, straight and smooth, and you would have like uh, string and hooks. You would hook the, what should call them, kites and like thorns. You would hook the corners of the baguette and then tie them and pull them to uh, poles to stretch it out. So he would wear this uh, this uh, rope that he would use to tie it to pull it tight. Shabazno in his ear, he can't do that either. Velo gardi, but you're Shabazno. Also a gardi, a weaver, shouldn't go out with the ira, and he was like a little ball of, uh, of a material in his ear. He would stick it in his ear. And that he would use, he would somehow, Rashi says, plug up the, there was a spool. In the olden days, the spool was like, you'd have uh, wound up, um, wound up wool, and you'd put it inside of, uh, of a hollow container. You'd plug up the top with this era and leave a little opening for the thread to hang out of. And then you'd attach it to a, to a, you know, to a needle. And you'd throw the, you could throw the needle and it would unravel. You could pull the needle and it would unravel inside. So the weaver is not allowed to go out with this piece of wool. They would plug up this this contain this piece with in his ear. Also, a painter, uh, not a painter. He would dye materials, dye dye material. He shouldn't go with a sample in his ear. He would have different sam- a sample with different colors of the different colors of dyes that he can do. Also, a money changer. He's called a shulchan because he works at a table. He shouldn't go out with the coin, a dinner coin, in his ear or behind his ear. So if all of these people go out like this, so they shouldn't have done it, but if they do it, they're potter. Since we're talking about an omen, and it's the way of his omnus, meaning people in that profession sometimes do that, so they're chayiv. Everybody else is going to be potter. Okay? So according to you to be chayiv, so that could be the one, he would be the one who says that you're not allowed to go out with a needle on Arab, uh, on Arab Shabbos, but perhaps a regular person could. So anyway, it's inconclusive. Malikas the Bayhurava, the Gemara doesn't have Maskana. So the Gemara goes weiter. 
Tani Chada. So now one time it says, Loyeti Azav B'Kisai. Azav, right, a person who's having uh, emissions of Ziva. So he's not allowed to go out with the little keys. He would have a little cup there, and he would attach it to, uh, to Osumakum, where the flow comes out of, in order to catch it. Vimyas, if he goes out like that, so on Shabbos is going to be Pater. That's one bright side. You're not allowed to go out like that on Shabbos, but if you do, you're Pater. It's not the derech, apparently, but Tanya Yidach, but then there's another bride that says, say he shouldn't go out like that, if he does go out like that, he's So what's this? This is Rastira. So I'm Rav Yosef. Like, it's not Shmer, it's not Rastira. Harabi Meir, Harabi Yudah. The one bride so that says that you're, you're not allowed to do it, but if you do, you're going to be part of Rabbi Meir, right? Because it's not the derech, and you're going to be part of Harabi Yudah. The bride that says you're Chayev, that's Rabbi Yudah. Just like we saw before, that an Uman, the derech, the way his profession does it, so that's going to be chayev. So who then? A person who's a zav, since it's normal for a person who's a zav to carry this cup in such a way to catch the ziva, so he's going to be chayev. Amr Abayi says, no! When did we hear that according to Rabbi Meir, when you carry, when an uman carries the, right, the things in such a way, that's not so normal, he's potter. That's what we did to That's in something that's not his way. Like we said, even for an uman, that's not his way. Right? It's not normal for an omen to carry his needle that way or for uh, right for the carpenter to carry the ruler that way. That's how he does it to advertise himself or sometimes he does that. But even for himself, that's not the normal way. And therefore, according to Rabbi even though sometimes he does that, that's not enough to make him chayv. But if it's something that that's the way, meaning for a zav, when a zav becomes a zav, so he wears it. Nobody else wears a cup there to catch the ziva. Nobody wears a cup there to catch anything. It's not normal. But when a person becomes a zav, it's normal. That's the way. The only way a Zav ever wears, wears this cap is in such a way. That's the normal way for a Zav, at least, to carry it. So therefore, even if you're able to get your Chayev, because if you're not going to say that, you're Chayev in such a case, so then so then what then? A Zav, a regular person, not a professional, who carves out a Kav into a log, meaning he takes a piece of wood, and he carves out a receptacle. A Kav is the size of a measure. So he made basically a measuring cup of a Kav. But he wasn't a professional. He's a regular person. And he does that by Shabbos. So what? We're going to say that according to Rebimeir, he's not Chayev. Of course he's Chayev. Just because you're not a professional doesn't mean you're not Chayev. Because that's what you do. When you carve out a hole, a receptacle, into this piece of wood, so that's the normal thing to do when you're trying to make a measuring cup. So if you do something that's normal to do, even if you don't normally do it, you're going to be Chayev. So for a Zav, who wears something, since it's normal to wear such a thing to catch ziva, so you're going to be chayev, even if most people normally aren't zavs. But since when a person says zav, it's normal to wear such a thing to catch the ziva, so that's going to be chayev, even according to Bimer. So that can't be the Hezber and the Machlekes and the Steer and the Brises. So Elo of so rather it says Rav Muna different Here, the price that it says that, that you're going to be chayev is talking about a zav, Baal a zav, who had two rias. Now, what's the chilak? So the Gemara says, Maishna zav So what's the difference? Why when a zav has two rias, the chayv, are you going to say there is a chayv? So the pshat is, he needs to check himself. Meaning that the halacha is, that when a zav sees two times, so then he becomes tummy for seven days, but he's not chayv of carbon. When he sees three times, so then he's even going to be chayv of carbon. So after having two times, two rias, he needs to wear this thing to see if maybe he's going to see a third time, and then he's going to be chayv of carbon. And therefore, okay. since he needs it, so therefore, that's the derech to carry the kav for a person like that, and therefore, he's going to be chayef. 
But for the Gemara, Zav Baal Shalish Nam, even a Zav who sees three times. So it's true that he doesn't need it to be Chayav carbon. He's already Chayav carbon. But but he still needs it for Sphira, because after the Halach, I mean, the Halach is after a Zav sees three times. So then he's only going to uh, become Tahar if he counts seven clean days. How is he going to know if he has clean days? He wears this cup, and if it's clean, right, so he's going to be clean. And then he can start counting seven clean days. That's how he's counting his seven clean days. So therefore, he also needs the cup. So that's not going to be a good shot to explain this to you in the Bryce. So the Gemara says, you're right. Right, so no, no. The Bryce that says you're Pater, so it wasn't talking about when it's the the day that could be one of the seven clean days. It's talking about the same day, the same day that he saw for the third time, after he saw for the third time. So on that day, after he saw for the third time, so then he's going to be Pater. Because he doesn't need it to make himself Chayv carbon. He already saw three times, he's already Chayv carbon. And that it should be a clean day. It's not going to be a clean day. The clean day has to start tomorrow, meaning the clean day has to be a whole clean day. Since today he already saw, so today is not going to be a clean day. Tomorrow will be the first clean day. So on the same day, Lobobiyom, that he saw the third time, since it can't be a clean day, so on that day it's part of the Still, doesn't he need it that his clothing shouldn't become dirty? So he doesn't need it to find out if he's going to be Chayv carbon. He doesn't need it to see if it's going to be a clean day. But he needs it just so that, you know, it should catch the ziva, so it shouldn't fall on his clothing and become dirty. So Gemara says, I'm Rabbi Zeri, no, hi Tanahu, this Tana is the Tana that holds the Amar, that any saving from becoming dirty, something that's there solely to prevent your clothing from becoming dirty, like a that's not Chashiv.